Hey, friend. You know, one time, an old warrior said something to me. She said, silos of excellence. Now that is the U.S. government. I need to keep her name classified. But at the time, she'd worked for the federal government for a couple of decades. I think maybe three. And we'd formed a connection. And I became extremely grateful for her counsel. She'd end up keeping me out of a sticky situation or two and helping me get into ones that I think made a difference. She worked for a three-letter agency that affects U.S. policy in places that end in a stand or are republics of the banana or vodka variety. Her fluency in Russian, tradecraft, clandestine activities, but most importantly, her no BS attitude would take her to another place that matters even more right now. And here's a hint. We all recently learned how to pronounce the capital correctly. The silos are deadly. If you've worked in an organization that takes more than a couple of pizzas to feed, you've experienced silos. While I love silos on the skyline, I abhor them inside organizations. They are the barrier to high performance. The reasons for their existence varies on more factors than we have pixels to discuss here, but here's a couple that I think matter. Number one, communication is key. In new organizations, it's often simple. The new humans don't know each other in the neighboring silo. Culture is less to blame here, rather just communication. It's that party as an awkward teenager or an introverted adult. You gravitate to who you know. We crave familiarity and when we establish relationships, we return often. The solution is easy, ish. Buy more pizzas and get people talking. Focus on communication, connection and building community. Educate on who we are and what we do. The second one, well, competition is killing you from the inside. In mature organizations, it's complicated. Limited resources like time, money, and glory encourage people to build defensive walls. You have to pay particular attention to glory. This is another word for credit, career path, or compensation. And if you sense this, be warned, you have to act quickly. And chances are, the leader of that team is the instigator or at a minimum bears some fault. Their ego, selfishness, or insecurity is causing the behavior. Be swift in your action. It's a leadership issue and it's gonna take leaders to solve. You need leaders that can go vertical, up and down, but also horizontal. They can take into consideration what the entire organization needs. You have to wage war on silos, but you don't have to be clandestine. Be loud, be specific, and be consistent. Most importantly, be clear. They won't be tolerated. I love this from Ben Horowitz. He says, there are two kinds of cultures in this world. Cultures where what you do matters, and cultures where all that matters is who you are. You can be the former, or you can suck. Communication, connection, and anti-competition it's central to your battle plan. This from General Mattis. I don't care how operationally brilliant you are. If you can't create harmony, vicious harmony on the battlefield based on trust across different military services, foreign allied militaries, and diplomatic lines, you need to go home because your leadership is obsolete. Now, harmony is not always the answer. With the door shut, I encourage disharmony. Kicking, screaming, and fighting are welcome. If you are making decisions without disagreement, you're probably not trying hard enough. But when that door opens, there can be no silos or friction. You have to work your ass off to create harmony between teams. Communication, 
and the resulting trust is execution grease. Now, this takes work, it takes time, and it takes humility. And if you lead teams, go to bed each night and ask yourself one question. Did my actions today make the team better or worse? Now, whatever your answer is, in about eight hours, you have another shot to break down silos and insist on mission-focused harmony. Here's a couple of takeaways. If the teams are new, connection and education, who people are and what they do is the answer. Be intentional about establishing connective tissues across teams. Number two, this one's harder. The competition is internal and driving silos. Look at the leaders. Be clear on your expectations. They don't deliver. Take action. And finally, leaders exist to make teams more effective. Do that enough days in a row and you will accomplish your mission, both for the team and for yourself. Consistency, care, and conviction every day. Take care, friend. I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Either we heal as a team or we're gonna crumble. Inch by inch, play by play, till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. One inch at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces, and I think, I mean, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, uh, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in America. You know, when you get old in life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's, that's part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. Between living 
any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's going to win that itch. And I know if I'm going to have any life anymore, it's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that itch. Because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Now, what are you going to do? I hope you found that helpful. And if you did, please consider hitting like, leaving a comment, or sharing it with just one other person who might find it helpful too. After all, we're all in this together. Take care, friend.